Hello, today is December 2nd, 2021, and I wanted to give some updates. It's been a moment. I haven't had time. I actually got a bit of a cold or a flu, and that has been taking some of my energy. So as a new class of 52 teachers I'm working with. Some updates have been that I've been uh, able to attend a on one Friday, last Friday, a uh, play, an Uzbek play. It was a musical. It was a love story. It was actually quite sad at the end. Um, like basically, the man who loved this woman, his woman was killed, and he ended up killing himself. So it was kind of a very sad ending, but um, it wasn't the typical fairy tale ending of a musical <laughs> that you may hear in the United States. But I also found it was beautiful the way they portrayed uh, all the characters, the dresses, and uh, I actually found it good for learning new words because I would hear words, I'd write them down, I'd ask my friend next to me and she would tell me what I uh, needed, what words meant. And uh, in terms of the new class, it's going well. I'm quite tired. I'm really quite tired. It's taking a lot of energy because uh, I always enjoy sharing and I think sometimes when I'm always sharing ideas at all different times of the day, it can become a little tiring to always be on. I've been missing playing ping pong. Uh, the person who I was studying with, um, I guess he got a bit sick and he ended up going back home to a city which is outside of uh, Tashkent. Hope to start up again on that. Been um, writing a lot of words in Russian and Uzbek. Whenever I hear them, I try to write them down, try to translate them. But you know, memorizing words has no value as much as using them in context and making them owned by you. Uh, I can show this. I got a little children's encyclopedia for Russian. And any other nice updates? Uh, the teachers in my class have been doing a lot of short audios and videos to kind of show what they're learning in uh, small groups. And I think that's been creative. I'm at, uh, I think, around 215 followers. I'm happy to have that on the YouTube channel of teaching activities hoping to compile um, a lot of activities into some sort of a booklet so that teachers can use those instructions. And uh, that's what I'm going for. Much more than that, I can't give a lot of updates. I have a little bit, you know, less than a six months left. I want to just uh, keep going to the gym, working out. I found this nice workout video that I've been using. And uh, I find if I do physical activity, I'm just happier. And uh, hopefully I'll feel better very soon. And uh, that's as much as I can share for right now. Just want to keep up my good routines for wellness and uh, keep uh, teaching and also starting to possibly think about possible steps after uh, my six months here. Thank you. Answers come in different formats. As I sit at four in the morning on my mat or mattress, whatever you want to call it, I wonder in my head, what will the next thought be that I will be saying? When have I been able to control the future? Is that even possible? Or am I just a product of all of the past decisions that I've made? I sit in Uzbekistan, enjoying a little bit of what there is in life that I can't understand, with questions of meaning and purpose, and wondering where is this life taking me? Am I taking the decisions or am I on a boat that is afloat looking for a direction to go towards? Enjoying what I'm teaching when I'm able to teach, although now schools are closed because of COVID, 
enjoying learning online and sharing my passion and my excitement with people when I meet them. Just keeping myself connected. It's really important. It's not an easy thing to do and you kind of feel like you don't know what's your next step. But who really knows what their next step is? We're all just products of whatever we've experienced and we're just responding to those with our best intentions and best thoughts and words and actions as possible. I sit and wonder, when can I get an answer? What is the answer? I used to write journals, endless journals, all the time, journaling, writing, reflecting, meditating, breathing, movement, running. And I knew if I didn't do movement, something in me would be broken somehow. And if I did move, then I somehow was able to use my excess energy in some constructive way. I wonder myself, I mean, really, will I always have to live in this way where I must look for some form of extreme excitement in order to feel alive? Why can't I just be like other people and be mediocrely happy with whatever I'm facing? Why is it that I need to be racing, running, chasing? See, there's this theory on people who are hyperactive. There's an idea that you know, there's two main types of people in the world. Uh, there's hunters and there's farmers. Now, the world is built around farmers. Farmers are the type of people who set a goal. They maybe plant something and then they wait patiently for whatever they've planted to come to fruition, to, to fruit. Now, that's one type of person and the world is built around that. The world is built for students to sit down, sit in a seat, be quiet, listen to the directions and follow it, to wait 5, 10, 15 years until you succeed, whatever that means. Now, the second type of person that exists are hunters. Hunters are the people who, in more traditional societies, are running after the chase of whatever they're hunting. Right, They used to have to run maybe for hours, if not days, on adrenaline before we would get our meal. And it's a more hunter and gatherer society approach. Once people started settling, they didn't need hunting anymore because they just planted their food or they would have their animals and then keep them in stables or keep them near and domesticate them and they no longer needed to chase after their meals. So what do you consider yourself? Are you more of a hunter or are you more of a farmer, your personality? I could say about myself, I am a hunter. Just like a hunter would be running in a jungle, looking for the meal, being in a very sort of small vision of the world but so lost in what he is doing that nothing else exists nothing else matters the whole world almost disappears and all there is is me and the hunt in front of me now the hunt isn't just <clears throat> a meal it's actually a metaphor for what i feel basically every day of my life where 
I'm excited about something. It's a new experience. It's a new idea. It's something that is making me run after it. And the faster I run, the more I feel my heart beat, the more I feel alive, the more I feel almost lost in that experience. And when I'm lost in it, somehow I'm finding what I'm actually after. And I can't put one word to it. I can't put one experience to it. But I know the feeling of the hunt. It kind of pulses throughout my veins. It gives me this sense of, wow, I am alive. Compared to the sense of the farmer mentality, the planning for this and planning for that. And I actually love planning. I love manifesting. I love visualizing. I love imagining what my life could possibly be. And whenever I think, oh, I don't really know what my life could be, I kind of get upset by that thought because I want to be in control. I want to at least be able to influence the possible chances of what may occur to me, where I may be, and what process I may be under in terms of thinking, acting, working, living. And when I don't have that, it's not necessarily a clear and easy response to hold. So that's what it's like to be a hunter in a farmer's world. Thank you for listening. So right now, today is May 30th. I've made it from October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Eight months in Uzbekistan. And you can see <laughs> some of the lines. I probably had these lines before under my eye. But they're there still. And they grew a little bit. But at the same time, my heart is filled with a high degree of gratitude to be able to have the opportunity to work in Uzbekistan for the past eight months. I'm presently sitting by a garden. I'm working on my final paperwork before I uh, leave and I've had a lovely journey here. I've really enjoyed my time. I feel really peaceful. I was able for a period of time to rent a home in Tashkent in the capital. And then I rented an area in Sirdadia, um, a room. And I've just really enjoyed it. The family is so kind. And I've been living really simply. I've really enjoyed that. There's these two adorable girls. There are these two adorable cats. There is a great family. And they're really kind and friendly. And it really um, fills my heart. Yesterday, I went with some of the teachers to a place called Zamin. It's a... Uh, quite famous in the summer and in the spring it's a really natural place it's mountains they call it the switzerland of uzbekistan it's on the border of uzbekistan and tajikistan i bought some delicious honey different styles of honey the darker ones uh, were actually aged honey by two years so over time the honey flavors actually change 
I need to find more natural honey like that. It made me really happy. And I was seated eating some kasha and uh, feeling really peaceful. I was talking to the little girl. She was so funny. She brought some ice cream out and then she was putting it to melt in the sun. The sun is really strong. She's like, I want yogurt. Yogurt hachu. Yogurt man. In terms of Uzbek, um, I'm definitely more at ease with Russian than Uzbek. But what I'm able to express for basic conversational purposes, as long as people talk relatively slowly, I can understand things through context usually for Uzbek as well. I want to learn more grammar. I did the best I could do. Didn't sit down and just calmly understand all the grammar points, but it's hard to do that. I'm sitting here smelling the beautiful tomatoes. They're just so refreshing. I just, I gotta just show them again. When you are around a tomato and you just put your hand on it, the best feeling ever that that's fresh tomato smell i absolutely love it and when i was here about a month and a half ago the land wasn't really prepared and i was concerned i wanted to see if they were going to plant and i found out that i guess you could say my host mother the person who i'm renting from said um she actually grew up on a farm and i think had at least 12 brothers and sisters uzbek families Probably more in rural areas, but I'm sure also in cities, but not in the same way. Pretty large families. It's kind of similar to Armenian families in the past. Like I know I had a great grandfather who I believe had at least 10 kids. I don't know if they all survived. But um, she just came from a big family. She used to take care of cows, um, milking them. She used to garden. She gardens really quickly. In terms of removing all the weeds, it takes me quite longer, and I always seem to leave little bits around. And she's really quick at it. And I'd have to say that I really appreciate Sidgadia. It's not a tourist place, but the reason I appreciate is it appreciate the fact that it's just authentic. There's a certain village feel to it, even though it's obviously a city. Gulistan. Sidgadia is a region and Gulistan is a city. But I've really appreciated spending time going to schools. I went to this final event at um, Bayou 2. It was at a school of a teacher named Dildora. And they ring bells to kind of commemorate the end of the year. And the students do some dances and performances, some poetry recitation. Uh, poetry is definitely a strong part of the society here. Considering Alash uh, Ravai, who I get a sense he's really the the person who started the Uzbek identity with the Uzbek language. Before that, a lot of things were maybe some Turkic languages, but it wasn't considered Uzbek or Persian. But um, when he started writing in Uzbek, it kind of commemorated the Uzbek not like ethnicity as having an identity through language. And that's why poetry is really important. So the bell is ringing to show that it's the last time it's going to be ringing for the academic year. And I was actually invited as one of the special guests there. And they had me do a short presentation in Uzbek, which was a bit heart-wrenching or a little heart 
I made my heart race, but I did learn how to say I wish you in Uzbek. It's Tilaman. And I said Omat Tilaman. I'm wishing you uh, success. No, Omat is luck. Success is Muvafakiyat. Muvafakiyat Tilaman. Yashal Kelajak. Says Kelajak, you know, future. Tilaman. So these kind of my attempts at trying to say those are interesting in, in, in front of a group of maybe 150 people. Old school was there. It's a smaller school in a smaller town. And then I, I got the great opportunity to meet with the Doida teacher. He's a drum instructor. And he's actually lived in Russia before. And we did a performance together. I absolutely have loved every moment that I've been able to been given to perform with local performers. I want to contact my friend who works as a, a music producer and say, you know, this is my last couple of days here. Can I come record some music with you? Can we maybe invite some people and do some, you know, collaborations? It may or may not happen. But I would love to make an album before leaving. I feel rife, filled with creative ideas and energy. Sometimes I return to the same imagery over and over. But part of the creative process is knowing that you're not in control. Is knowing that you are, in fact, I wouldn't say being controlled, but you are an instrument of a higher knowledge, of a higher power. You can add it to spiritual element or not, but the idea is that when you're creating you are taking elements that may be all known, right? I know the word the, I know the word plant. But when I combine them in a new way, the plant, my eyes slant. I can or I can't. I try to believe what I breathe and my heart will conceive what it can and what it can't. I will forget as I just be you my best. So like you take old elements and you create them in new ways. Oh, a little voice there. And I just love doing that. It's really creative and inspiring to me. So I did that with the Doida teacher. He drummed and I rapped. I can share a link of it below. And I just loved it. I want to continue to collaborate with other artists if possible before leaving the region. If I could make, you know, 10 songs I'd be really proud. If I could make five songs, I'd be really proud. Kind of combining tradition with um, this freshness. And part of me listens to my voice and I say, oh, my voice is not a typical rapping voice. But whatever it is, it's me expressing myself. And I really appreciate doing that. And I appreciate it when other people appreciate it. So I want to continue sharing my gift. Or one of my gifts. Yes. So this area, Sevdaria, used to be swamps. Maybe 70 years ago, uh, during the Soviet Union, they kind of brought in a lot more water. And they took a lot of areas that were swamp or desert, and they, um, they started cultivating it for cotton and other products. And um, a lot of people moved from other regions to this region. So... The majority of people are not originally from here, if you go back two generations, which is pretty interesting. 
or maybe three. These people get married relatively young. And they say, I'm above 30. They say, how could you not be married? How is that possible? It blows their minds. Often. We've got an upcoming conference. Been working on preparing some materials for the conference. I also finally want to make a professional site for all the work that I do musically as well as uh, teaching wise and showing some of the work that I've done with teachers. I mean, I easily saw 75, 80 classrooms, which I think is quite a lot over, you know, the span of about five months. Yeah, because the first three months I was doing trainings in Tashkent. I feel blessed once again to be able to have met some really creative people to meet some really kind people. In Uzbekistan, I've experienced are really um, warm and welcoming, and I just really appreciate that. It's something that I, I gravitate to, actually. It's something that I personally am. I'm a warm and welcoming person also. And I could say that I've seen a lot of different places in this country. Maybe not all of them, obviously, but I've seen a diversity and a plethora of places, probably... Some places, maybe even Uzbek people haven't seen, and probably some, of course, they have. Um, what am I looking forward to in the next two weeks? I want to keep moving in this gradual way, um, slowly connecting with people, using Uzbek, using Russian the best I can to, to connect with people. Um, I will go to Kyrgyzstan, probably, to a beautiful lake there. I just want to go in the lake. But I'll be honest, the warmth and the love that I feel from spending time with a family, it really triumphs and goes beyond anything that I'd ever want to do in terms of tourism for me. Because just what I really look forward to is that level of connection. I was just thinking and I said I need to record whatever I'm feeling right now because like every experience nothing stays the same everything changes over time and we need to embrace that change know it's part of life we don't need to fight it but we also need to know the preciousness of it So those are my intentions. Make music. Be creative. I want to make seven songs before I leave the region with artists who are interested in collaborating and make them higher quality sound. That's what I want to do.